Greetings, family. Let's go ahead and pray. <clears throat> We're going to have our our further higher power. My choice of my higher power is the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. My name is Fernando, alcoholic. I am from uh, beautiful downtown Tijuana, Mexico. What good can come out of Tijuana? <laughs> Only God, that's it. Only He can make good come out of anything. That's why we thank Him for all our, all the shit that goes on in our lives. Thank you, God. He can handle it. He was right there when I was going through my good, bad, and the indifference in the jails and the byways and highways. Our conscience, our God, the good, loving, you know. I did not turn him, even though I try to turn him evil, to talk evil, my consciousness switched over to the evil side. I came back by asking for forgiveness and mercy and kindness, and he allowed me to come back into his uh, good conscious, which is uh, a lot of teachings on that, and the choice and the commitment is the thing that the alcohol and the drugs, the raging and the indifference, it did not take away, folks. I still had the ability to choose. Uh, that's what the uh, Satan and his demons and the drink and the rage, they all want to take a hold of the control systems, our will. They want to be in charge. It's just like uh, no difference than a virus. A virus wants to be in control, take charge, and duplicate itself. So when we get a virus in our head, uh, the alcoholism, the resentments, the... Uh, Indifference, the rage, the uh, discouragement. Um, we got to go to the source. First of all, I got. I got. We got to take hold of the of the controls again. Give me that jo- joystick. Give me that remote. It's my remote. My house. God has given it to me to enjoy. So you take the remote back and you say, "I thank you, God. I have the remote in my hand." I'm waiting for your instructions. I thank you, Father. I have the remote in my hands. Your will be done. I thank you, Father, that I messed up. I thank you, God, that my inattention, I dropped my guard, and I spent too much time on this channel and that channel. And you want me to be in the channel of helping others. So today, I'm in that channel of trying to bring some good words to your heart, to your mind, to your soul. So I can live uh, guilt-free, resentment-free. All right, coming to you all the way live from uh, Southern California. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you. God bless you. No one told you that. A high five, uh, electronic hug. You know, just you're a good man, Charlie Brown. You're a good woman, Charlie Brown. All right, let me get my prayers in tune. Let's go ahead and pray uh, the Lord's Prayer, please, to get us started on this uh, teaching from faith to faith. And we're going to do a little Bible reading, too. Ready? God. (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, My wife always says that. She sets me up and says, ready? Of course I'm ready. Got my attention. Hey. The woman you gave me, God. Okay, here we go. 
Our Father, ready? <laughs> Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. <clears throat> Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. It's amazing when we don't want to do something, we do it. So that's one of the reasons we want to thank God when we're messing up and then we get hold of the uh, remote back. I thank you, God. <clears throat> See, what we think about, what I talk about, will come about. So what I want to think is that I want to thank God that I lost the remote. <clears throat> I thank God I, ha- I'm not, I don't have any money. I thank God my feet hurt, my side hurts. There's always another side of the coin and the solutions on the other side of the coin. But the key is thanking God to get into that realm. Get it? <clears throat> it can only come from God, folks. I thank you, God. Okay, today, reading from faith to faith. You notice the the little laughter is, um, in a side note, the little of um, my body is trying to laugh because of all these readings are taking effect. When we have a good day reading, when we have, uh, we're away from emotional disaster and all that stuff, and poor me and all that stuff. Fact of the matter is, is I'm not reading enough. We have a hard drive. We have 26 hard drives in our brains. Science tells us that we can learn 26 different languages. So you got a hard drive that needs to be filled with proper dictation, proper words, mathematics, and so forth. And that's through reading, folks, through reading. I believe, I believe, and it's a lot of work. You know it's a lot of work. Some of you don't like to read like me, like I didn't like to read. But now, you see, I try to read every day something. That was a big challenge to get up and record. I don't feel like recording today. I just feel like chilling in front of the TV and let someone else talk. But look, I tried and tried and still trying to do more and get everything that I want to get on these. You know why I'm doing it, right? I'm doing it selfishly. So when I... I'm traveling, or I am older. I can listen to myself. Hi, Fernando. I hope you're better in the future than you are right now, which you are pretty good right now. I just got my uh, stimulus check. Another 600 bucks came in. Woo-hoo. Another. And we use it for good. We use it to, um, to keep on keeping on God's will. God's outlook. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Reading today from Faith to Faith, December the 7th. Hope you have a great week this week. Today, Tuesday. Here we go. December the 7th, Kenny Copeland, Press In, it's called. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Colossians 3.16. Here we go. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. 
Things in this old world aren't getting any better. And in recent times, the Holy Spirit has been speaking an urgent message to my heart. He's been saying, press in, press in, draw in to a more intimate relationship with your Heavenly Father. If you don't, you won't make it. If you do, you will see more glorious outpouring of God than you can imagine. If you don't, you won't make it. If you do, you will see more glorious outpourings of God than you can imagine. That message isn't just for me. It's also for the body of Christ, for everyone that's listening. And for every other believer on the earth today, we are in the last days of this age. Jesus is coming soon. It is an exciting time, but it's also a dangerous time. Those who don't do what the Spirit says, who don't press in to the Lord, are going to go from disaster to disaster. But those who do the will defeat the disasters and turn them into glory in Jesus' name. Your first step in drawing closer to God is to realize that you know God first in His Word. Time spent meditating in the New Testament is time spent with Jesus. Most people don't realize that, so instead of getting to know the Lord through His Word, they try to know Him through their feelings, and that just won't work. Letting the Word dominate your thinking is to allow the Holy Spirit to have control over your mind. As you do that, your feelings will eventually fall in line. Remember this. John 1 tells us that Jesus is the Word. That means when you spend time in it, you're spending time with Jesus. When, when His Word is dwelling in you richly, then Jesus is dwelling in you richly too. Don't go from disaster to disaster. Take those disasters and turn them into glory. In Jesus' name, press into Jesus. Press into the Word and you will make it through these dangerous days just fine. I'm Fernando. I am a Christian in development. This is what I was just saying right now to, for us to press in reading the Word of God. Hey, guys, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night, you can do this. 20 minutes in the daytime and then uh, singing songs to yourself, humming to God and thanking Him uh, for all the bad things that ever happened to your life. Thanking Him, you got abused. Thanking Him, you got uh, uh, violated. Thanking Him, you, you, you stole, you cried, you act like a child. Thank Him for all the junk in your past life. I'm sure you got plenty of things to thank Him for. Anybody? can use this teaching today let's go ahead and move over to first john i mean john chapter 1 verses 1 through 14 that's what uh, they are recommending that we should read so let me take you over there John chapter 1. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. 
God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the Word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's Son and one and only Son. All right, let's go ahead and move on to John 14. I think it's a great entrance. Um, right here in the book of John, Jesus just has finished washing the disciples' feet. And he said, if you're, he says, do this for others and you will be dramatically blessed. And what's that? Well, that's for us, it's praying for others, uh, working hard on ourselves here so we can pick up the uh, a smile when we get out there you know working hard on filling our hopper with the word of god and sobriety and getting those words it's like going to the gym folks doing push-ups and sit-ups and feeling really good about our reading program and that's what we're doing so we can get out there and let others know that that Christ is the truth, the way, and the life. And they're, they're going to go to hell if they don't hit it hard. We know that. <clears throat> okay, Jesus says, if you know these things, he says, Do you understand what I'm doing? I washed your feet. You call me, you call me your leader. You call me your master. You call me your warrior, commander-in-chief, teacher and lord. And you are right because that's what I am. I am the creator. And since I, your Lord and teacher, your creator, have washed your feet, you ought to watch each other's feet or backs. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are no greater than their masters, nor is their messenger more important than the ones who send the message. Now what you know, now that you know these things, God bless you for doing that. Okay, um, God bless us for doing that. So hopefully we'll cash in on our blessings. I just wanted to read that in the Passion Translation, see what the, that sounds like. It says... Uh, do you understand what I just did? Jesus said, you call me your teacher and Lord and you're right, for that's who I am. So if I'm your teacher and Lord and master and have just washed 
your dirty feet, then you should follow the example that I set for you and wash one another's dirty feet. Now do that for each other, what I have done for you. I speak to you timeless truth. A servant is not superior to his master, and an apostle is never greater than the one who sent him. So now put into practice what I have done for you, and you will experience a life of happiness enriched with untold blessings. So now you will put into practice, and you will experience of life and happiness enriched with untold blessings. You know, praying for others, you know, for their connection to be in cahoots with the Father, in cahoots with their employer and their children, and to be all around at ease, that's washing someone else's feet. That And no, they don't have to know. And we have tons of those people, especially the ones that bug us and eat our lunch, our enemies. But just start with uh, practicing with the others that are humble in the group, humble people that can... They just, they just pull your compassion naturally out of your heart because of the things they do. Your grandchildren and anyone around you. Bless them in that form. And, uh, and God, what does he promise us to do to us? To give us more strength to keep on doing what we're doing, right? Makes sense to me. I'm here for the reward, folks. It says, if you don't have faith, you cannot please God. Hebrews. Those who, I want to please the Father. And faith is an action. Faith is putting some wood in the fire first before I can get a heat. That's what faith is. And just sit there and, oh, well, watching TV. Say, well, God's not doing nothing. He's not bringing me a a husband or or not bringing me a wife. You know, I heard that from people. They're just sitting there and they're watching program after program. Well, I don't feel like doing anything, so God is not moving. You got to move. God has given us that much. He told Gideon, go in the faith that you have. Go in the imagination I have given you. Constructive imagination. Go. Get your ass up and go. You know what to do. What's right. You've done enough of the wrong things. Come on now. Year after year after year, you're sitting there. With a burnt head, burnt, your remote is so worn out, your chair, you got to buy some new ones. I'll take your old stuff and sell it. I'm talking to you, Fernando. Talking to myself, folks. Don't get all ruffled up. Okay, moving on here, I'm going to try and read. Uh, well, let me read John 14, and then I'm going to jump to uh, John 17 for time's sake. i got to get ready for my next session. Don't worry or surrender to your fear, for you believe in God. Now trust and believe in me, says Jesus. My Father's house has many dwelling places. If we're otherwise, I would tell you plainly. Before I go to prayer, to prepare a place for you, And when everything is ready, I will come back and take you to myself so that you will be where I am. And you already know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said, Master, we don't know where you're going, so how could we know the way there? Jesus explained, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through union with me. To know me is to know my Father too. And from now on, you will realize that you have seen him and experienced him from now on. This is the Passion Translation, folks. Philip spoke up, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be all that we need. Jesus replied, Philip, buddy, I've been with you all this time, and you don't still know who I am? How could you ask me to show you the Father? For anyone who has looked at me has seen the Father. Don't you believe that the Father is living in me, and that I am living in the Father? Even my words are not my own, but come from the Father, for he lives in me and performs his miracles of power through me. Believe that I live as one with the Father, and that my Father lives as one with me. Or at least believe because of all these mighty miracles I have done. I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, Believing in me will do the same mighty miracles that I do. Even greater miracles than these because I go to be with my Father. For I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask me in my name. And that is how the Son will show that the Father is really like and bringing glory to Him. Ask me anything in my name and I will do it for you. Ooh. Loving me empowers you to obey my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Savior, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be to you a friend just like me. And he will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him. But you know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside you. I promise that I will never leave you helpless or abandon you as orphans. I will come back to you. Soon I will leave this world and they will see me no longer, but you will see me because I will live again and you will come alive too. I will live again and you will be fired up too. So when the day comes, you will know that I am living in the Father and that you are in one with me, for I will be living in you. Those who truly love me are those who obey my commands. Whoever passionately loves me will be passionately loved by my Father, and I will passionately love him in return and will reveal myself to him. Though one of the disciples uh, named Judas not Judas Iscariot, said, Lord, why is it that you will only reveal your identity to us and not to everyone? Jesus replies, Loving me empowers you to obey my word, and my Father will love you so deeply that will, we will come to you and make our dwelling place. But those who don't love me will not obey my words. The Father did not send me to speak my own revelation, but the words of my Father are, I am telling you this while I am still with you. But when the Father sends the Spirit of Holiness, the one like me who sets you free, he will teach you all things in my name, and he will inspire you to remember every word that I told you. 
I leave the gift of peace with you. My peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. Remember that what I told you, that I must go away, but I promise to come back to you. So if you truly love me, you will be glad for me, since I am returning to my Father, who is greater than I. So when all of these things happen, you will still trust and cling to me. I won't speak with you much longer, for the ruler of this dark world is coming, but he has no power over me, for he has nothing to use against me. I am doing exactly what the Father destined for me to accomplish, so that the world will discover how much I love my Father. Now come with me. John 17, Jesus finishes the work of his Father. This is what Jesus prayed as he looked up into heaven. Father, the time has come. Unveil the glorious splendor of your Son so that I will magnify your glory. You have already given me authority over all people so that I may give the gift of eternal life to all those that you have given to me. Eternal life means to know and experience you as the only true God and to know and experience Jesus Christ as the Son whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth by faithfully doing everything you told me to do. So, my Father, restore me back to the glory that we shared together when we were face to face before the universe was created. Father, I have manifested who you really are, and I have revealed you to the men and women that you gave to me. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have fastened your word firmly to their hearts. And now at last they know that everything I have is a gift from you. And the very words you gave me to speak, I have passed on to them. They have received your words and carry them in their hearts. They are convinced that I have come from your presence and they have fully believed that you sent me to present you, represent you. So with deep love, I pray for my disciples. I am not asking on behalf of the unbelieving world, but for those who belong to you, those who you have given me. For all who belong to me now belong to you, and all who belong to you now belong to me as well. And my glory is revealed through their surrender lives. Holy Father, I am about to leave this world to return and be with you. But my disciples will remain here. Holy Father, each one that you have given me, keep them in your name so that they will be united as one, even as we are one. While I was with these that you have given me, I was guardian and guarding them and keeping them in your name. Not one of them is lost, except the one that was destined to be lost, so that the scriptures would be fulfilled. But now, 
I am returning to you. So, Father, I pray that you will experience, that they will experience and enter into my joyous delight in you. So that it is fulfilled in them and overflows. I have given them your message. And that it is why the unbelieving world hates them. For their allegations is no longer to this world. For And their allegiance also is no longer to this world. Because I am not of this world. I am not asking that you remove them from the world. But I am asking you guard their hearts from evil. For they no longer belong to this world any more than I do. Your word is truth, so make them holy by the truth. I have commissioned them to represent me just as you commissioned me to represent you. And now I dedicate myself to them as a holy sacrifice so that they will live as fully dedicated to God and be made holy by your truth. And I ask not only for the disciples, but also for all those who will one day believe in me through their hearing message. I pray for them all to be joined together as one, even as you and I, Father, are joined together as one. I pray for them to become one with us so that the world will recognize that you sent me. For the very glory you have given to me, I have given to them so that they will be joined together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy. You live fully in me, and now I live fully in them, so that they will experience perfect unity. And the world will be convinced that you have sent me, for they will see that you love each one of them with the same passionate love that you have for me. Father, I ask that you allow everyone that you have given to me to be with me where I am. Then they will see my full glory, the very splendor you have placed upon me, because you have loved me even before the beginning of time. You are my righteous Father. But the unbelieving world has never known you in the perfect way that I know you. And all those who believe in me also know that you have sent me. I have revealed to them who you are, and I will continue to make you even more real to them, so that they may experience the same endless love that you have for me. For your love will now live in them, even as I live in them. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's go ahead and pray. Uh, the prayer that says that we will, uh, God, the Father, will be revealed more to us, more in our hearts, and in these tools that we have to access God's kingdom, His presence, and His glory, and most of all, His joy, which is uh, life for us. God's is our strength, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Say that, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you, Father, and I ask you that I be joyful with you today, Lord. That's all I'm asking for. Lord, I thank you for all the fires that are around me, all the things I need to do, accomplish, and all the work that has to be done and all my responsibilities and everything, Lord. 
all my past dues and and promises unfulfilled. I just give everything to you and to your throne, Lord God. And I just thank you. And I just pray and hope that I will zero in on you. I just want to be in your friendship today and your joy. That we be together as one joyfully. I ask you for your joy this day. In the name of Jesus Christ, your son, Father, we believe we have it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Go in the words of the Lord. I love you, family. Good morning, family. Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Fernando. I am an alcoholic. Woohoo! That make you happy? I'm here fully clothed and in my right mind. I want to thank the judge and the attorney that sent me, the uh, municipal court system of the United States of America here in, in California that had the guts and the true ambition to, to send me to a place where I can have hope, success, faith, and, and hold on to a job and be a, a useful member to society. So to them, thank you very much. If you're in law enforcement and all these uh, dangerous jobs that deal with the lowest of the lowest, us when we don't care about our lives and we don't care about anyone around us and we drive emotionally out of our minds because of our drinking and brawling and don't know how to give respect to receive respect. I love you guys. Thank you so much. You uh, judges out there, linear thinking judges that are uh, ambitious about fixing society. God bless you. hope you're listening. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and open this meeting with the uh, Lord's Prayer, because if you have to go, at least you got the Lord's Prayer, and we said it in union, which brings in the presence of our higher power to make us good for today. Please join me in saying the Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, here on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We have another prayer, it's called the prayer of the third step prayer, and it goes like this. God, I offer myself to you to build with me and to do with me as thou would. 
Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. All right, let's get us started. Today's daily reflection is for December the 7th, true ambition. True ambition is not what we thought it was. True ambition is the deep desire to live usefully and walk humbly under the grace of God. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 124 to 125. During my drinking years, my one and only concern was to have my fellow man thinking highly of me. My ambition and everything I did was to have the power to be at the top. My inner self kept telling me something else, but I couldn't accept it. I didn't even allow myself to realize that I wore a mask continually. Finally, when the mask came off and I cried out to the only God I could conceive, the fellowship of AA, my group, and the 12 steps were there. I learned how to change resentments into acceptance, fear into hope, and anger into love. I have learned through loving without undue expectations, through sharing my concerns and caring for my fellow man, that each day can be joyous and fruitful. I begin and end my day with thanks to God who has so generously shed his grace on me. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And amen. Now today's uh, reading brings up a couple of points for me. Is uh, I was trying to put, I was I was actually uh, living on resentments, living on fear. What would he call it? Paranoia, and living on anger. Indifference. I was living in indifference to God, to the people, my loved ones around me, for their needs, for what I had created into this world. My, in other words, I was ignoring my responsibilities. Today, through saying that prayer, you know, everything we need is in that prayer. When we say these prayers and... It squared me up, fixed me up, <clears throat> fixed me up. Okay, little 24-hour little boy, little book, December the 7th. When people come back to AA, after having a slip, the temptation is strong to say nothing about it. No other AA member should force them to declare themselves. It is entirely up to them if they are well-grounded in AA they will realize that it's up to them to speak up at the next meeting and tell about their slip. There is no possible evasion of this duty if they are thoroughly honest and really desire desires of living the AA way again. When they have done it, their old confidence returns. They are home again. Their slip should not be mentioned again by others. They are again a good member of AA. And my tolerance of other people's mistakes. Meditation for the day. It is in the union of a soul with God that strength, new life, and spiritual power come. 
Bread sustains the body, but we cannot live by bread alone. To try to do the will of God is the meat and support of true living. We feed on that spiritual food. Soul starvation comes from failing to do so. The world talks about bodies that are undernourished. What of the souls that are undernourished? Strength and peace come from partaking of spiritual food. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may not try to live by bread alone. I pray that my spirit may live by trying to do the will of God as I understand it. Okay, again, it is in the union of a soul with God that strength, new life, and spiritual power come. Bread sustains the body, but we cannot live by this bread alone. But if we try to do the will of God is the meat and support of true living. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. Yep. I agree with this message. <laughs> uh, it was very evident when I came in into Alcoholic Anonymous that um, I was void of hope, faith, love. I couldn't even pay attention, folks. That eluded me too. So I absorbed, observed, looked, pondered, and enjoyed your coffee your your statements and the way you spoke about yourself and not spoke at me, but spoke about yourself. I really enjoy that. That allowed me to uh, to come to to come to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. Uh, exactly what happened, folks. Uh, alcohol just cleaned my slate. It just took away every uh, principle every common uh, preservation of ideas um, from me. So I needed a format for living, and Alcoholic Namah is a best one for this guy to keep me in tune. You know, we're, we're, we say more prayers than more churches out there. We're open and available for people um, you know, and on one day, than most churches out there, you know, all of them. I mean, if we put AA together, and, and I don't know how many meetings they were before COVID in, in the Los Angeles area, anywhere from 3,000 to 6,000 in one day, incredible. And those are the meetings that I registered, not the ones that are parked here and there in people's homes, private, you know, people's sponsoring with meetings and so forth. It's amazing. It's amazing. We only can say it's miracle. It's miraculous. The beauty is that there's a God and he's looking over us. I mean, we have won the lottery, folks. Did you get your stimulus package of 25 tons of gold? Your your 12-step stimulus package? I did. I have. I asked for it and I'm asking for the ones who uh, don't care for it. I'm asking for their portion. I'll take theirs too. Thank you very much for listening today. Let's go ahead and finish off with the uh, serenity prayer and the seven-step prayer, please, because we need it. Okay, seven-step prayer, please. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, of thy love, 
of the way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. Okay, the uh, serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I'm pretty sure my creator is pretty happy with us today. God bless you. family. We're going to be reading December the 3rd, 4th, and maybe the 5th of Limitless Love. <clears throat> A vessel fit for the master. This is from Kenny Copan. The scripture he uses is 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 19 and 21. Let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity, but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some of honor, and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Second Timothy two nineteen and 21. Some believers who are well trained in the scriptures and in the operations of faith think they are ready to do great things for God. Yet they consistently find themselves on the spiritual sidelines, waiting for ministry opportunities and wondering why they never come. Very often it is because they haven't yet departed from iniquity. They haven't cleansed themselves from the invisible sins of unkindness and unforgiveness in their lives. They haven't consecrated themselves to walk in love. The worst part is this, they don't even realize it. They would be shocked if anyone even suggests they had sin in their lives. Yet the Bible says clearly that God considers unforgiveness over even the most minor offenses to be wickedness on our part. The little deaths we don't forgive are what gives Satan places in our life. The small things we do and say, the cutting words and sarcastic remarks, many times these incidents of aggravation occur with people in the world we don't know personally. They are easily forgotten, but never forgiven. As I I was praying about this one day, the Spirit of God showed me that what happens when we allow such things to build up in our spirits. I saw a pipe stretching between God and me. The pipe was a funnel for the power of God. At God's end, there was a surge of power going in. At my end, there was only a trickle flowing out. The pipe was clogged with dirt and filth. He explained to me that the filth was unforgiveness and unloving attitudes. It had been put in the pipe, which represented my spirit, one grain at a time. God was not holding back his power from me. It was flowing. The pipe was just so clogged that his power could not get through it. In order for us as believers to effectively minister the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ, To the world, the power of God must be allowed to flow through us unhindered. 
We cannot be fully used by the Holy Spirit when our spirits are clogged with bitterness, resentment, and unforgiveness. To be vessels fit for the Master's use, we must open our hearts to God and purge ourselves of all those things. We will only be prepared to minister to others when we ourselves are walking in God's love. Amen. December the 4th. Strive will stop the power. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit. Ephesians 4, 3 and 4. New International Version. Strife is the primary strategy Satan uses against the body of Christ. A group of believers working together in faith and love, operating in the gift of the Spirit and moving in the power of God, have the potential to destroy Satan's works. To stop them, he has to stop the move of the Holy Spirit in their midst. How can he do that? He could send nine different evil spirits to come against each gift of the Spirit, but that is unnecessary. There is really only one thing he has to do, interrupt the unity of the Spirit that keeps believers in harmony and agreement by striving up, stirring up strife. If he could can do that, he can stop the power of God from operating through the church he can render the body of Christ totally ineffective. That's why, as members of the body of Christ, getting into strife is the most dangerous thing we can do. It makes a mockery of everything spiritual that we do. When love is not operating in a congregation, the gifts of tongues, for example, has no value. There may be a manifestation of it, but it will have no power. It will be a sounding brass, just empty noise. Without love, the gift of prophecy, wisdom, knowledge, and faith are for nothing. Even our giving becomes unprofitable. To give without love is a waste. There will be no return. The supply line has been cut up. The amazing thing to me is how often the devil succeeds in using seemingly spiritual things to get congregations into strife. Most church folks aren't fighting with each other because one of them stole the other's car or because one of them punched the other in the nose. The devil divides believers over spiritual issues. He gets them taking sides, trying to control each other and saying things like, If you don't agree with me on every point, I'm not going to fellowship with you. Or, This is my area of the church. I heard from God about it, and we're going to do things my way, no matter what you want to do. I don't care how we might try to dress those things up spiritually. They're nothing but strife. Selfishness and possessiveness don't run together with the love of God. His love allows people to be free. It never oppresses them. The Spirit of God never creates a possessive, dominating atmosphere. The spirit of the devil does that. So don't open the doors to strife in your church. It's deadly. It is born of the mind of Satan. Do whatever it takes to maintain the unity of the spirit with your fellow believers. If we'll harmonize and walk in faith as a body, nothing shall be impossible to you. To us. And one more for December the 5th. God has you surrounded. In Hebrews chapter 1, verses 13 to 14, it says, 
To which of the angels did God ever say, Sit on my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are not all angels ministering spirits to serve those who will inherit salvation? One of the great things that God in His love has provided for us is the angelic host assigned to minister on our behalf. We may never see them with our natural eyes, but we know from the Bible that as we walk in faith and in love, they are always with us carrying out God's commands in our lives. In Psalm 34, 7 says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear Him. Just think, your Father loves and treasures you so much. He has surrounded you with an unseen army of heavenly beings to move with you at all times. They are working constantly to protect you, bring you favor, and see to it that you, that as you speak the word of God in faith, <clears throat> every enemy that rises up against you falls for your sake. Their job is to help bring the blessing to pass in your life, whether you realize it or not. As a born-again child of God, you don't go anywhere without a heavenly entourage. When you face dangers of trouble or trouble, you ought to be as confident as the Old Testament prophet Elijah when he was surrounded by the armies of the enemy. In 2 Kings 6, his servant panicked and said, that was my master, how shall we do? Elijah answered was, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that will be with them. Verses 15, 16. Then he prayed that the Lord would open the servant's eyes so he could see into the spirit realm. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elijah. Verse 17. Those angels didn't suddenly come into existence when the servant saw them with his eyes. They were there all the time. Angels followed Elijah around everywhere. He went because he was a precious servant of God. That's why Elijah wasn't afraid. He knew the armies of God would be there when he needed them because he had promised they would be. He was walking by faith in the word of God, in the word of the Lord. Yeah, but I'm not Elijah, you might be thinking. I'm not some big-time prophet or preacher. I'm just an ordinary believer. There is no such thing in the eyes of God as an ordinary believer. Jesus said, The least person who has been born again through faith in Jesus is greater in God's eyes from the greatest prophet who ever lived. Matthew 11, 11. That means you and I are just as loved and treasured as Elijah was. So we can rest assured that God has surrounded us by angels too. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Thank you for coming on today's uh, reading of Daily Reflection. And we're going to share on today's uh, topic, which is uh, True Ambition. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 124-125. And that says that true ambition is not what we thought it was. True ambition is the deep desire to live usefully and walk humbly under the grace of God. Okay, again, true ambition is the deep desire to live usefully and walk humbly under the grace of God. Daily Reflections.
During my drinking years, my one and only concern was to have my fellow man think highly of me. My ambition and everything I did was to have the power to be at the top. My inner self kept telling me something else, but I couldn't accept it. I didn't even allow myself to realize that I wore a mask continually. Finally, when the mask came off and I cried out to the only God I could conceive, the fellowship of AA, my group and the 12 steps were there. I learned how to change resentments into acceptance, fear into hope and anger into love. I have learned also through loving without undue expectations, through sharing my concerns and caring for my fellow man, that each day can be joyous and fruitful. I begin and end my day with thanks to God, who has so generously shed his grace on me. Okay. Uh, we didn't do the prayer. Oh, we didn't do the prayer? Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm glad she's a former teacher, huh, Anthony? <laughs> yeah. Okay, would you please, uh, here we go. Uh, I could have had a V8. Okay, let's go ahead. Uh, who's, who's father? Our father. Our father who art in heaven. Which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy, kingdom thy, come. Will, be done. thy will be done. On earth Honor as it is in heaven. Give us this day us our this daily day. bread yeah. and forgive us of our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You know, you said that uh, one of the things that I noticed today about that prayer is the, the last words is deliver us from temptation and keep us from the evil. In some translations, it says the evil one. And uh, Jesus knew what that uh, temptation would do. And once we get tempted, then the evil one will come in and take over and take our remote from us, our remote in life. So, so I, I, I got my remote back by, by getting, when I went into the group, to the AA fellowship, like I said right here, my group and the 12 steps were there. When I, I learned how to change resentments because I was living with resentments, you know. I was acting proud at work. Or if I was resentment at you, you had to give me respect because I was resentful. You you didn't fit right into me, you know. So I was I was playing those psychological games in there. And uh, I wouldn't accept people who are who they were. They were uh, broken people, right? They were living with resentments or acceptance. Anyway, it just complicated life so much. I was living with fear. I was living with anger, indifference. And um, so I just thank God that I learned to live with acceptance. I'm learning to live with acceptance. I'm learning to live with hope. And I'm learning to live with, with love. And that's my, uh, my take on this. My ambition has changed. I used to read books like Taking Care of Number One, you know, to sell real estate and all these crazy, uh, you know, uh, uh, swimming with the sharks or what I learned in, in the streets. I didn't learn in Harvard, things like that, when I was uh, trying to be successful. It didn't work. I drank and I crashed my truck and I ended up in the jail. All right. Okay, Anthony, give us something. Um, give us day, our, our daily bread. Uh, yes. That stood out to me because um, 
to me, going to work gives me my daily bread. I get to I get to contribute to the house. I get to um, you know take care of my daughter. I get to do things I wasn't able to do when I was in my addiction. And I thank God for that for letting me be here today. How how mean were you to yourself and to others? How how mean were you? How mean? Yeah. Uh, well, self care I didn't have when I was in my addiction. I didn't have no self care. Right, isn't that so, the truth? Huh? I was being um, neglected to my health, to my body, my dental health. Exactly. Um, didn't re- things like that you don't think about when you're uh, when, when when you're in addiction. Like you're yeah. even reward yourself. You know now you, you you take a a nice little reward. You know, when I came back, I realized that, man, I, ne- I needed clothing. I needed to reward myself for keep going. Yeah, you got to treat yourself. At least at, at least now I can say, like, if I do spend money, I spend it on good things. You know, like, on my appearance, on, on my health, on my dental health. My Man, my teeth were jacked up from years of neglect. Mm, mm. How, how many years were you out there? Um, neglect uh, with neglecting my body. No, or 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 uh, when did you start drinking? Drink, yeah, your addictions. Um, well, I started drinking and smoking weed like all throughout high school. Mm-hmm. And then the heavier stuff came after, like when I was about twenty-two, maybe. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mm. Now I'm thirty-one, so you know, it's been it's been a few years, yeah. Yeah, you're you're right there. And and how long have you been sober now? Uh, a year plus. A year, you know, it's amazing. You're uh, you came to right when Jesus started his 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 uh, his program when he was thirty years old. You know. Yeah, so I started to into uh, recovery. That's amazing, man. That's awesome, man. That's. Youthfulness. It's gonna go fast. I'm, I'm, um, so so. It's always ask uh, Father God, help me to be high with you. Help me to be high with you. Joyful today with you. And when you when you, when I'm in a hard situation, I'm trying to finish, say, a construction job, and and the people are being impossible or the workers, and I and whatever I'm doing, resentment, anger, um, threatening. That's not working. And I'm trying to get a control of my myself, so my prayers are just help me to be joyful with you this day. And boom, the miracle happens. I'm loaded all day long, and but the things are getting done. I'm, I'm responding properly, you know. It's just amazing how uh, keep us from temptation. Give us this day our daily bread, what we need spiritually too, physically, emotionally, mentally. You sociably, and then keep us from temptation. That's why if a, if a bird lands on my head, he doesn't have to make a nest on there and bring all kinds of bugs and stuff. Because a, a bird, God's life, they have they have bugs, right? So I can just yeah. you know that's a thought. I can shoot it away like pornography. I can shoot away or, or spending money. You know, in uh, in in the uh, or or even taking a drink or or taking a drug. Okay, that's thank you, Anthony, so much.
Now we'll turn it over to Kimberly, please. Yeah, I was looking at um, this part of it where, and you know, you were talking about um, give us this day and um, <laughs> our daily bread, but give us this day. Uh, it doesn't say give us tomorrow, and it doesn't say give us yesterday. Oh, just for today. Just this day. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, that's what we say in our programs, you know, 24 hours at a time at this day. Um, because I, I have had this long haul of discovering that I can't function in this day if I am in yesterday and, or if I am in tomorrow. I can't. Now, I can make um, constructive planning, but I have to do it today. So if I bring fear of tomorrow into it, so I, and when I say give us this day, I'm not saying, well, could you give me, give me this day and, and make sure that, that I'm not afraid of tomorrow? Well, I don't know if I'm not making, I'm not making any sense, but in the reading where it says, um, I have learned also to do loving without undue expectations through sharing my concerns and caring for my fellow man, that each day can be joyous and fruitful. And so, you know, if I want each day to be joyous and fruitful, I have to stay in this day. Or this day can be joyous and fruitful. But if I'm in yesterday, and I, I would often do that or be in tomorrow, like, mm, what's going to happen tomorrow? You know, that's just my nervousness. But also, if I could plug in here where it says, through loving without undue expectations, through living without undue expectations, through working without undue expectations, through serving without undue expectations. I really need to drive that in for myself because I was serving on the meeting and I was welcoming everybody on the electronic meeting and chat and the host came on and said, we try not to put emojis, you know, the little smiley faces we use. He said, don't, we, we aren't putting those in the chat. And all of a sudden, uh, my, my disease started talking to me. Mm -hmm. Oh, how dare he? I want to, why can't he tell me not to put emoji in the chat? I want to make it look cute. I want to do this. I want to do that. Well, the fact is the group vote, probably the group voted that, they want to minimize the amount of activity in the chat so they can see the service announcements. That's that's how it works. Hey. And you know, in, in our big book, it doesn't say it doesn't say how Kimberly works it. It says how it works. And and they tell me it works if you work it. It, it doesn't say it works if I it works the way I work it. <laughs> But I like to do that, you know, I like to get my selfishness in there, you know, from our readings that we've been doing for over a year now. But anyway, through loving without undue, it, and my undue expectations is that once I get through with this service agreement and service commitment, it's going to make me feel better. No, I'm here to help you feel better. Because the moment, it's like, and it says in our prayer, you know, Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those 
that when they said, you can't put the emojis in, I forgive right away. I, I got to do that. Okay, so I'm going to carry this forward. I'm telling the two of you, I'm making a commitment. When somebody says something I don't like, and we know it happens frequently, because, you know, Fernando, it happened yesterday when you sent me into that meeting. I was judging the guy, pointing fingers, you know, saying I don't like it. I didn't like the way it feels. So I got to go. You know, I can't do that. That's that's my disease. You know, it's like when Anthony, when you talk about going to work, you, I know you're doing what your boss says because you come back here and you tell me that you're still working. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm rambling on. But you get my point where if I can plug in these things without the undue expectations, like Dr. Paul said in our our readings that we've been doing. Amen. My serenity, my serenity is virtually proportional to my expectations. If I start to feel like something's got to go my way, then I could get it. Uh, then I, my self selfishness and self centeredness, can get activated. And for an alcoholic, I can't afford to do that. It'll make me sick. Amen. Well, and that's not God's will for me. Over and out. <laughs> Little by little, we're getting it. How'd you guys like this uh, new format? We can do uh, different books. I have a lot of books that we can read something, the NAAA and spiritual books, uh, and then we can talk about uh, at the end of the week, like Thursday and Friday or Wednesday. Um, yeah. But we, <clears throat> anyway, let's go ahead and pray out. And uh, thank you so much for everyone for coming in today to today's uh, daily reflection. True ambition is. Uh, getting hooked up with our higher power and getting his okay. I had to have my higher powers uh, okay. I don't know if, you know, I've, I've felt indifferent when I'm not under my higher powers, uh, you know, part of his system. It, that's, that's where insanity came in, when I'm not under God's authority. So I love this program. I love you guys. Thank you so much for coming in. And remember, uh, make it a remarkable day. Uh, bring a good report and we'll see you tomorrow. Let's go ahead and pray out with the uh, serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Keep coming back. It's working. Stay plugged in. Bye, family. Stay plugged in. Will do.